Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who I had the honor to kiss at midnight, Heather. And what a kiss that was. I can't tell if you're serious or if you're being sarcastic <laughs> with that. Serious. I thought it was pretty good. But. For the record, we do kiss more than once a year on New Year's. Just, <laughs> let, the, just let the record show. That's not the only time we kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we have a great show planned for today. Today, we are going to be looking forward to and planning for your financial future. Well, maybe not you specifically. I mean, we don't know your situation, so we're probably <laughs> not going to actually be planning out your future. But we're going to be talking well, about... We can. If you, I'm, I'm happy to be nosy. If you need some <laughs> advice on that, I'm happy to tell you what to do with your financial future. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's a new year. It's a new year. It's time for... Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy 2022. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, happy new whatever year it happens to be for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't want to discriminate based on year. So happy year to you as well i love the new year what do you love so much about it i just love talking about what we looking back what we did last year and looking forward to what we're going to do next year if you ever invite me to your new year's party be ready to answer those questions because i like having those conversations so you just got uninvited to a lot of people's parties i'm guessing (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i you know i think the new year is a great time to reassess and Tell yourself, hey, let's let's take control of our lives. Let's take control of our marriage. Let's take control of our money. And what better time to do that than right now? Yeah, I mean, you really, you really can't control anything in life. Uh, let's just be honest. But we can try. And the point of this is to not just let life happen to you, to what you can do, and and try to be intentional with your time and your resources and your money. And so, I mean, I think it's a good goal is to try to take control, even though there are a lot of things that might throw you off. But if you got a plan, you know where you're going, you can pivot. You got a place to start. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. You you have to start somewhere and you certainly don't want to go through life not with, with or not with a plan or without a plan because you're not going to end up where you want to be. So at least, yes, you might not have total control, but point yourself in the general direction and at least you're not going to be going the opposite way, hopefully. Well, I feel like if you're just going aimless, I feel like that would be kind of boring. It'd be like, what's the point? But if you're like, this is my purpose and what I want to do. I like and, that. Yeah, it's exciting. I like that. And I think I think doing that, setting those goals have really steered us in the right direction, right? So I think we've, we're, we've focused, we've obviously focused on retirement planning. And I think that's been good, having these conversations about what is what is that ultimate number that we need to hit before we feel comfortable retiring? What should that be? And we've, we've done episodes talking about what was our thought process for that. Um, but I I think that that's been a a helpful part of our discussion, helpful part of our planning. And then, and then as we go into the new year, that's a common question that we, we like to answer for ourselves is how are we tracking against that goal? I think that's an important piece. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have enough time to really cover all the ways the goals have helped us, <laughs> which is great. Um, and I think I think goals are good because they're a little bit about competition with yourself, you know, so it sets up, this is what I'm trying to do. And even like us, when I think about our goals, like we set a goal 
And then all year we're trying to get it and like beat it. Right. And it's, I think about like our savings goal every year we have a savings goal and it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going after it. And I get really excited. I mean, I think every year we've beat it and it's like kind of this like competition, you know, that is, that is good. Well, I mean, we didn't quite hit the savings goal the, the year we bought a house. I feel like we went a little negative that year, but <laughs> but aside from that, net. yeah. On a net perspective, <laughs> on a gross perspective. Net pers- we have a lot of discussions around gross versus net. Gross versus areas. net, that's right. Um, but yeah, and also like I think about, you know, career moves. Um, you know, we're here in Singapore and that didn't just happen. Well, it kind of did, but I mean, we had to, we had to plan and we had to set goals around it. And yeah, I think there's yeah, a and lot even, of... Even smaller, shorter term goals like travel. Say we want to do a vacation someplace. Well, we budget out. We set that. We plan, hey, we're going to go on a vacation. So let's set some money aside every month to prepare ourselves, prepare our bank account for doing that trip. Right. I prefer the money goals around purchases, just so you know, in well, case you didn't know that. <laughs> I like those. Those are the fun goals. And I like the money goals around saving. Oh, there you go. I like saving, stashing (laughs) that money away. Uh, Yeah. And what, and and then we have this tradition, as we've talked about, about this state of the marriage. And I think that's been a real good opportunity for us to talk about our money goals on a, on an annual basis where we're able to check in. How have we been doing? Where are we going? What's next? And I don't know. It's just been a great opportunity to uh, check in on that. Yeah. And so I know we haven't done that yet this year, but I am looking forward to that discussion. I know. We're not you. ready. It takes a little time to crunch the numbers. Get it. Get <laughs> but I'm me, sure you're on it. Gotta give me a little time on that one. <laughs> so as you're thinking about your goals, I think there are a few different types of goals that you should be, you should have in mind when you're thinking about your financial goals. So first, they're the mo- what I think are the probably the most obvious ones are the the temporal goals. So this is oftentimes we think about ter- goals in terms of immediate or short term goals, such as oh I need I need to buy maybe I need to buy a car in the next year. Um, I would consider a year time frame a short goal. Okay, how do I make that happen? Or I need to I need, I'm thinking about buying a new house in the next five to ten years. Okay, that's a big deal. That's a big purchase. How do I make that happen? Or like I was mentioning about retirement, I'm I need to retire, but that's ten plus years out. Okay, maybe that's a lifetime kind of timeline type of goal. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about these are timeline goals. It doesn't mean that they're smaller or bigger. Like you said, like it could be we're buying a house this year, which is your biggest purchase that you're going to make in your life, right? So it doesn't just because it's a short term or a longer term doesn't mean the size of, of the goal is bigger or smaller. It just helps you frame it to say, this is what we're going to do to your point in the next year, five years and on. And, and framing it in that way also helps you shift your mind as far as how am I going to fund this goal? Because I'm not a short term goal. I'm not going to put my savings for that goal into the, the stock market. I'm not going to put that all in my mutual funds or index right. funds or what, whatever it is that I'm investing in because I'm going to need that soon. Right. I think the, the one on this that makes it the most interesting to me is the lifetime. Like I feel like we've focused a lot on like short term and long term, but stepping back and saying, okay, what is our lifetime? And I feel like we've done that better in the last couple of years of that. Like what do we want like our life and our future to look like? And I think that's helped also – like you said, lifetime is retirement, right? You know, that's more. It's one, hey, one, but there's more. Right. Yeah. But in order to 
set that goal, you got to dream about what is that going to look like, right? And I think that's been an interesting, you know, idea to really not just say, oh, I'm saving for retirement. It's out there. But to be like, okay, what does retirement look like? Are we traveling? Are we just living in an apartment, a super cheap area? Like, what does it look like? And then that helps define, like, what does that number need to be, And right? that's that's hard to come up with because I think a lot of people – don't necessarily think about this and they just kind of fall into the lifestyle that they're able to do uh, right. based on where they just happen to end up. They, they, I don't know how many people take a step back and think, what could I make happen if I push myself? Could What could I reach for? And do I want to reach for that? Because maybe I don't. Um, what, what is, what does my ideal retirement look like? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the next next type of goal that we we can look at, but potentially is probably less looked at from a financial perspective, are contextual goals. So things like um, what are the what are the personal goals that I have to develop myself? Maybe just as a as a human being. Maybe there's a new hobby or something that you want to take on professionally. What are those those goals in the context of your your work? Do you need to take on a new a new responsibility or a new role do you need to push yourself in some way um is there a, a, a do you need to start a new business maybe do you are there are, are there spiritual goals that you want to set out for yourself yeah um, i definitely do this like i think i well i mean first of all i set most of my goals are personal i mean i do have professional goals but i kind of keep that more like at like work i think when we think about the year i think about personal but I think back to your point, I think there is a, can be a financial component. So like if your personal goal is I want to get into exercise and I want to buy a Peloton, like that costs some money, right? It and sure so does. it's like, where's that going to come from? How am I going to save up for it? Or, you know, maybe it's, Hey, I've got this professional goal and I want to hit a certain level and that's going to be income. Right. And so thinking about, Hey, if we reach that income level, what are we going to do with the, that excess money? Are we going to spend it? Or are we going to save it? So, I mean, I agree. You don't usually think about the financial component when you think of it in these categories, but pretty much as we've talked about in a past podcast, like pretty much everything goes back to money. It right? does. Yeah. And, and that's why I think thinking about it in these, these categories can be so helpful when you're brainstorming, what should my short-term goals be? What should my long-term goals be? What should my lifetime goals be? Because yeah, maybe your, your personal goal is you want to get fit, and maybe that's a lifetime goal. That could be a lifetime goal, right? I want to get fit. I want to stay fit. Right. And so how does that look as a lifetime goal compared to a short-term goal of I want to buy a Peloton? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So th th those are very different. Which leads kind of into the next group of type of the goals that you could have, which are topical. So this is like you were talking about, like goals around your health or your fitness, or maybe it's something you want to learn um, or maybe you want to travel someplace or whatever. And I think this is, I would say this is how I really usually look at my personal goals is kind of in these topical or, you know, in topical areas. Um, I know, I know I've, I've always said that I'm trying to be a really balanced person and I try to focus on keeping in balance with my physical, my mental and my spiritual self. And I usually try to find goals in all of those areas that I'm working on to make sure that I'm keeping to develop and work on myself in those areas. So I think this is really what I do. I, I think I think you do. I see you do that. So yeah, I certainly and 
And I think I historically haven't been very good at setting personal goals. I think I'm a lot better at, as a couple, working towards our financial goals. But right. in this case, what we're talking about is is kind of taking those personal goals and turning them into finance goals. Right. Uh, and I I have a tough time getting past that that dreaming the the lifetime p- end game picture with you. I'm that's where I like to dream the most, <laughs> and <laughs> and then I struggle more when it gets down to shorter and shorter time frames. And so that's certainly something I need to work on uh, as we go. I, I, another way to look look at things also is is based on outcome. So when you're looking at your goals, what is the outcome that you want to have? And I think this is a little bit more in my wheelhouse because I think when I think of lifetime goals, I think of what is that ultimate outcome that I want to arrive at? Where do I ultimately want to be? How do I want to get there? What what is that? What is that? What does success look like in life? It's interesting that you say you're good at these because I think this is where I struggle because, first of all, I hate setting a goal that I can't achieve. So, like, if I put a goal out there with, like, a number or, like, an outcome, like, I really want to make sure I met it, meet it. And, like, for example, for multiple years, you know, I think I had the goal, like, lose 20 pounds. And I think I would just, like, copy and paste paste that goal year after year after year. <laughs> it was an outcome-based, right? So hopefully you guys aren't in the... Having to copy and paste some years you do. Some years you have to copy and paste, and that's okay too. But um, but I think this is an area where financial, it's really easy, right? Because you're you're usually talking about a number. So maybe like you and I, we have a savings goal every year. So that's an outcome. Like what what's the outcome of what we're trying to save? We also usually have some spending. We identify kind of the big ticket items if we're gonna invest in a house project or we have to buy a car that year. And so we usually kind of, you know, plan for that or have this is what the outcome or what we're looking for. And then the same thing with retirement, right? Like we have this lifetime, like here we know what the outcome, what that number, what what an outcome is. And so, you know, each year we're, we're trying to make progress and have tiny goals to build up to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We set those milestones and say, are we meeting these milestones that we need? And even on a monthly basis, we've we've indicated within our budget spreadsheet, this is what we need to be averaging every month in order to hit that goal by the end of the year. And usually we're hitting it, but there are a couple months where we're like, ooh, that kind of stung. And then you look back at the other months and you're like, okay, well, I guess uh, the last couple of months, I guess, made up for this month's downturn as long as this is just a one-off. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's those those are really good insights. So when you, when you're thinking about a goal, Heather, how do you how do you draft a goal? Well, it's kind of interesting because like um, a lot of times in the corporate world, you hear about the smart. Um, uh, I don't know what what do you call that? Uh, it's an acronym. Acronym, yes, yeah, smart, right? So this definitely comes from the corporate world, where it's like S stands for that it's specific or strategic. M is that it's measurable, A is that it's attainable, R is that it's relevant or realistic, and T that it's time-bound, so you know when you're going to get it. So that's very, very corporate-ish. I wouldn't say that I always do that um, on my personal goals, but definitely at work. I feel like I'm in a team meeting right now. I've actually got a really cool image that I always put up um, when I'm talking through the SMART and how to goal set uh, in um, for my teams. But um, So that's definitely, like I would say... 
And those are good things to have, right? You're identifying what it is. You can measure it. I mean, there's lots of good factors. And it's, and it's realistic. So right. you're not making goals. So we're not going to be your mother and tell you that you can be anything you want to be. Because let's be honest. You can't. You can't be everything you want to be. You can't have all the money you want to have. You're, that's an unrealistic goal. So set your goals realistically. Yeah, I right. think that's really good. But I think there's other things, especially when you're looking at your your personal goals. First of all, you know, you do need to make them yours. You need to make them personal. If you're putting something out there that isn't important to you, like, or having, you're not going to focus time on it, right? And I think another thing kind of related to that is that it's valuable, that you find value, that this is really important. This is something I want to do, what I'm going to get out of it, Um Otherwise, I don't know that you're going to really put the energy into working on that goal, right? Uh, right, right, exactly, yeah. What, it, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. I was just going to say, what do you think is the most important part of a goal for you when you're setting a personal goal or like a, a marriage goal? And if you need to think about it, I can answer. No, I, I for me, I think I already said it. It's It's having a clear picture of what that outcome is. It's... For me, at least personally, I think the most important part is having a picture in your head, having that vision in your head around, this is what the end state is that I'm going for. This is that carrot at the end of the stick. Because it's so easy when you're in in the, the thick of day-to-day life, in the thralls of whatever it is you're going through, to get discouraged. And if you don't have that picture in your head to jump back to and say, this is why I'm working for it. You're going to fall away from that goal and you're not going to stick with it. I think it's the same thing. What I was going to say is it's value. Like I need to make sure that I'm getting something out of it. Otherwise I'm not going to put the effort and the time into it. I think that's what you're saying. I mean, I think you're visualizing it to say, this is the winning the race. I'm, I'm more saying this is what like, Oh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, we're going to buy this, car this year or boat we're gonna buy a boat this year and we're gonna have this lake life so for me it's like okay like hey that's something i'm excited and that there's value there that i can see like that i'm gonna enjoy and so that's what helps me focus on it you know i I don't know if that's the same thing yeah no it needs to be valuable i i totally agree it needs to be valuable um i think even more so, it has to be valuable to you in some way. Right. And, and that's really what I'm getting at is yeah, right. it has to be motivating and value. It has to be that inspiring piece. It's kind of tying together value and inspiration together. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I do think they have to be inspirational or you're not going to stick to them. They can't feel like chores. Like, you're just not going to stick with them, right? Like, people who say, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym. And then in January 1st, right, like, the gym is, like, packed. And then... Come January 31st, it goes back to one park, car in the parking lot, right? It's like, because you weren't, you weren't truly inspired. You weren't, you weren't really like, hey, this is right? what I'm really excited about. You're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I want to be fit. Who doesn't want to be fit and thin? But do I really want to put in the work, right? And so you have to really be, it's like your point, motivated or inspired. You got to be ready to go, pumped up for it. Yeah. And so it's all about being, it's valuable. It's inspiring. It needs to be positive. That, that all fits into it. It just feeds into each other. And, and then your, your goals need to be aligned with each other. So you don't want conflicting goals. So just like in your marriage, you both need to be heading towards the same, same goals. 
Um, otherwise, one person's going to be sabotaging your goals as a couple if you're not both headed that direction. If your goals are 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 pointed against away from each other, uh, I'm trying to think of an example for that. So let's say maybe you have a goal to, maybe one of your goals is to buy a car, but then you also have a goal that you need to save uh, a certain amount of money uh, this year. Well, you can't save that certain amount of money perhaps because you have to buy this car. And so there are trade-offs that, that happen there. And so make sure that your goals are aligned to what those what those objectives are. And I think that's a really good point. Like it's okay to have individual and we've talked about this in the past. Like we have individual goals more so me than you and we have marriage goals, but you really do need to share and align with your spouse on that because you can't it's not going to work in your marriage. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be successful as a couple if you've got you know contradicting goals like you said. Yes. Yep. And in order to to set these goals um I don't know. I'm just trying to think the, 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 the ways that you would, if you're now, you're, you're pumped up, you're ready to set your goals, you're, you've got your, you're generated your list of ideas that you have that you want to want to do. How, how do you, how do you figure out what, what are the right goals for you to pursue? Or how do you start building that list? Maybe if you don't have that list. Well, first I would say, start by understanding yourself. You need to understand what you want and why you want it. And it can be really hard to to do this. It can be hard to be, and I think it can be hard because it's hard to be honest with yourself. So you gave the example, Heather, of going to the gym. And I think one of the reasons why people uh, give up on that gym goal is because they're not honest about themselves, about what they are willing to do. So mm -hmm. they say, this is what I should do. I should work out more. And so I'm going to make the goal that I'm going to work out more. Right. But what they forget to do is they forget to be honest with themselves, to tell themselves, you know, I'm not really the kind of person that's going to work out. And so they set themselves up for failure. So I would say only, and maybe this is pessimistic of me, but set goals that you know you're going to, that, that you are willing to follow through on. And I think that's really good, like getting to really understand yourself. So that's not bad. So like if you're like, hey, I want to get healthier, that's good. And I believe you, but that might not look like going to the gym. Like be honest about yourself. So we're not saying, well, if you're not a gym person, you're never going to be healthy. Don't work on it. But but it doesn't need to be that. You know, really dig in to say, what, what do you like? Like me, I love walking. And so, yeah, that's not super hard or doesn't cost, but like it, I set a goal to go on a walk every day. And so it's like, be realistic with what you really like doing. Don't just say, Oh, I want to get fit. So I got to go to the gym. Like be, if you want to be healthy, like figure out, really understand what you'll actually show up for. Yes. Right? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. So right. like if I were to say, Oh my gosh, I want to, I, I want my, I want to just invest in my career and I'm going to move up to 10 levels or whatever. And I'm going to work, I'm going to work 16 hours a day in order to make that happen. Well, am I the kind of person that really wants to work 16 hours a day? Uh, if I'm honest with myself, no. When I was a kid, I thought, oh, yeah, that's going to be me. That's so cool. I'm going to be really tough and cool, and I'm going to be the guy that puts in the hours and makes the money. No, that's not me. And I had to get to that point where I realized, wait a second, this is not where I'm happy. And right. so it, be honest with yourself. Right. And then, like you said, collect ideas, like specifically on financials. 
I remember a few years back, I started to get put together a list of like capital projects that we wanted to do. I call them capital projects, kind of work, <laughs> but it was more like, what are big things that we want to buy? You know, like doing a remodel or buying some new furniture or whatever. And I kind of made this dream list, kind of dream spending list of things that I wanted. And I also rated them dollar signs. If you remember, I had like a single dollar sign and two or three and it went up to four dollar signs. I had like value categories. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> is interesting. you can collect and create your ideas. It doesn't just have to be around spending, although I recommend doing that. Um, and then and then you can prioritize. Like You can't do everything maybe this year, but what's the one or two things that you're going to do or that fit into your budget or that fit into you know where you as a couple, you know, want to invest. And some of those ideas you may never get to because you're right. going to put new ideas on that list every year and that's okay. Uh, the, the point is, is that you're always focusing your attention and your money on the priorities that are most important to you and, and building your best life that way. Right. And, and then once you have this list, once you have this prioritized list, I think you can go through a little bit of an exercise to say, what do I need to start, stop, or continue doing this year in order to be more successful? And maybe that helps either prioritize my list of, of financial priorities, or maybe it, um, I don't know, maybe it gives you ideas for new ones. So I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking things like, oh, well, we're, we're off track on our savings goals, or we, we didn't make our savings goal this last year. Okay. So maybe that means I need to stop doing some spending. Right. Or maybe we overspent or we oversaved last year and we need to start doing some more spending or some more giving is that or possible? some Are you saying that's possible? Oversave? Sweet. I'm not saying it's possible. <laughs> I'm saying some people might say Hashtag it's possible. Hashtag life goals. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then of course you you may have individual or couple goals. Now, I, Heather and I we have merged finances, so our financial goals are all couple goals. I don't think we have any individual financial goals. Now we have individual goals right. that feed into our couple financial goals, but they feed into, ultimately they become couple goals. But you may have, like I have friends that have their own spending money, you know, like we've talked about, but it's a little bit more sizable. And so, you know, I have a friend who, hey, wants to take their mom on a trip or they want to do a girl's trip or whatever. So they're saving for that. So you may have individual goals for like if you, A, if your finances are separate or if you kind of have your own little pile of fun money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I would encourage you as you are starting this new year, be sure to get out there, have some great conversations about about uh, your financial goals with your spouse. Think about what you want for your life and make it happen because this wow. you can do this. It's inspirational right there. David Braille. <laughs> so yes, he stole the thunder, but we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse. This should be fun. This should definitely start with step zero, a bottle of wine. Um, but sit down, talk about your goals for 2022 if you haven't yet. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go in life? How are you going to go get there? Have a fun Fun goal setting. You got this. You got this. So, David, what Heather. is a personal goal that you're going to set for 2022 since you never set personal goals? So, I'm sure you got a list of them. Oh, I got a huge list. I got a huge list. No, you're right. I don't normally do New Year's resolutions or. or I don't set. like that word. I don't know why. I know it's basically the same thing, but I prefer to call them goals versus resolutions. Okay. Something weird with me. You're super weird. 
<laughs> so no, for for a personal goal, I think this year I want to I want to refocus on my career. And I brought up a career example earlier, um, but and, and I think it's because I've been thinking about this how I need to I need to reattach a little bit more focus to my career. So when we moved out to Singapore, um, it, it's been a great experience here. But when we moved out to Singapore. I had to take a little bit of a step back, took a, a demotion, changed, took a, uh, changed my role, changed my focus. Um, I've learned a lot while I'm out here, but at the same time, I think I'm, I'm, I am really excited to get back into, uh, back, back into some of the, the ambitions that I had before and, and try to make make it happen again, try to make stuff happen, you know? So nice. I'm excited to start making stuff happen when happen when we move back to the U.S. Uh, over the summer. Oh, exciting. <laughs> How about yourself? What are you thinking? Well, I think what's new for me this year is in 2021, you and I did some true dreaming and I actually wrote them down for the first time, like captured them, have them in a Google Doc. And so I had this list of dreams now that I want to do. And so I think what I need to do this year is to set some goals around those dreams. So look at some of the dreams and mm. maybe there's some steps I need to take um, How do we make to it happen? make them happen. And some dreams are silly, like riding a mechanical bull. So I could really just go do that. Um, <laughs> but others, you know, others are bigger. There's some travel related, like going to all 50 states. I have three to go. Maybe I try to hit um, wrap that up this year or hit one. Um, so, yeah. So I need to kind of finalize that. But I think what is interesting for me is I think I'm going to go back and look at that dreaming list and try to set some goals around that. That's but a really good idea. And we should probably revisit that as a couple. As too. a couple. We should. We'll have to do that during State of the Marriage. But I'm also, I'm also working on my word for the year. So last year was the first time I did this because I never really – I was like, well, I'm not going to make something up. But I really felt like a word. And it was really good for me this year. And so this year I've been kind of feeling it. I'm still not really sure. Uh, I haven't quite landed but I'm feeling like next level, which I know is two words, and that's where I'm struggling. But I just feel like next year's going to, 2022 is going to be a lot of change for us. You know, we're going to be moving back to the U.S. I'm kind of starting kind of a new role, and we're going to be back in our house. And so there's just, I feel like it's going to look, our life's going to look a lot different next year. And I want to take it, I don't want it to look different. I want it to look next level, you know? Ooh, ooh, that has next a nice ring up. to it. Everybody likes the next level. I know, right? How about the next level of savings? Power up. Is that... Are, isn't, we, are we moving to the next level exactly, of savings? Exactly. Is power up, is that one word? Maybe isn't that Ooh, a... power up. Isn't that a video game term? Yeah, that's like hyphenated. So I think that would actually work. <laughs> Maybe that should be my word. That could be hyphenated. We'll workshop it a little bit more. Oh, you're, you're getting there. You're close. I love it. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always reach us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in